Hi, Meg. Hi, Karen. Something that people have been asking about, they've been writing and sending in, is like, how do the different avatars like go together? Yeah. So they're looking at like romance, or they're looking at family dynamics, that kind of stuff. So I thought we'd break in on that and start working with. Let's just take fairies, top of the food chain. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> and sometimes the ones asked asked about most. <laughs> <laughs> Who works with fairies? What's good with fairies? Yeah. Let's get into that today. Sounds good. Hi, I'm Kieran Trace. And I'm Megan Rogel. Welcome to Humans Decoded, a story of hobbits, fairies, elves, dwarfs, gnomes, and humans. If you get lost at any point, there is a deep dive on all the different avatars in episode one. It includes notes. Thank you for joining us in a fun little chat about the vast potential of our human makeup. Let's start the show. So I was watching one of those date shows on, um, you know, on the streaming platform Mm -hmm. And it was, uh, it was like Jewish dating matchmaker setup. And what I saw was that there was this sweet fairy. She was like, I don't know how she was, like mid-40s maybe, mm. mid, could be mid-50s but looked great. I don't know. Mm. Anyways, um, fantastic sweetie pie. And her matchmaker, her traditional matchmaker, kind of comes in, asks all these questions, look at her lifestyle. And this fairy is such a fairy. Like, <laughs> like her, her bedroom is like rainbows and stuffed animal unicorns <laughs> and like very, very beachy, tropical, but like all over the place, right. you know? Super playful, lots of toys, lots, lots of, of themes, <laughs> lots of, yeah, <laughs> costumes or wardrobe is full of costumes. And her house is like that, like so sparkly and, mm. and playful and pink and mm-hmm. Barbie. <laughs> and so her professional matchmaker sort of is looking at everything and looking at the lifestyle of this, of our sweet little fairy here. And it's like, this woman needs some grounding. <laughs> she needs yes. in the, her domestic life. She needs a little more grounding mm-hmm. consistency. Mm-hmm. That's going to be what she really wants in a partner. I see. So in comes a whole roster of gnomes, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yes. Yeah. I could see why the matchmaker would go that way. Yeah. But trouble is ahead. I'm assuming. (laughs) Yeah. Trouble ahead. (laughs) And also, like, this is a traditional Jewish matchmaker. And so she has this idea that the fairy needs this really grounded domicile thing. Mm. So she's looking at these very gnomey men and going, oh, this is the ingredient missing. Yeah. Right. You know? Yep. And <laughs> so it's date after date after date with these different gnomes. And then she connects to her fairy afterwards. And she's like, how's the date? And the fairy is just <clears throat> not into it. Not into it. Not into no. it. But then you talk to the gnomes and they're so into it. <laughs> right. Right. They've fallen in love. They have they're, fallen. And they've researched her. And they're <laughs> going to get that exact right gift. And they're going to, you know, take her to the best restaurant next time. And they're going to, or they're going to cook for her or they're writing a song about her already. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And all of that is just, she's not. Not into it. Not into it. Yeah. Um, so let's break that apart. So what are you seeing there that 
would be like, like, how is that dynamic really not it? <laughs> Why is the fairy not attracted? Why is the gnome so attracted? Right. I'll, I'll start with why the gnome is so attracted, I think. Um, you know, gnomes are such deep, thoughtful, sensual, um, hang out in the basement for two weeks people. <laughs> that so The light of a fairy, like the literal, like the physical feeling, the, the sensual experience of a fairy is, is balm for them. It's so lightening. It's so um, uh, sparkly. It's so just can lift their spirit from what can be some doldrums. You know, gnomes can get really lost in their research pursuits and their artistic pursuits. They do well to have a little, like my cousin who's a gnome has three boys and an active lifestyle and a husband who's a dwarf and really active. And it's good for her. And she has a fairy son who kind of keeps things moving, you know, and, and stirs the pot a little. <laughs> and what could be kind of a mucky, um, a little bit stale uh, in their own stewing in their own juices kind of thing. Um, fairies lighten that up. So my father fell in love with my mother, a fairy uh, and a gnome for the same reason. She was just the life of the party, so much light. And it was like um, a moth to a flame a little bit. Yeah. Cool. So um, can you talk about what it is with a fairy mm-hmm. that isn't uh being so attracted to that gnome. Sure. Um, fairies, fairies want to stay in their life of the party, light, essence only, follow the energy, follow the next movement space. Um, and gnomes do not. <laughs> and so it can be uplifting to a gnome to be have a fairy around, but it's slowing a fairy down and creating this sort of stodginess that they have zero interest in. Uh, I, I don't like. I'm going to spill the beans about a little story of my my mother, and my father. My father was, you know, smitten with my mother, and they were a sort of happy couple. Let's say the first few years of their marriage, um, and my mother loved to go to the parties in this small town that they lived in. And and she would flirt with everybody because fairies flirt with everybody, frankly. Let's tell the truth here. Um, doesn't matter if they're heterosexual, they're flirting with, the, you know, um, same-sex folks. Doesn't matter. My mom kind of flirted with everybody. And she would go to these parties in the beginning of their marriage and kiss some guys. <laughs> and for her, that was like what you do at parties. <laughs> and the fact that my father would be at all offended by this. This <laughs> is what you do at a party. This is what you, you do at a party. <laughs> yes. And so he would have a you know a lecture for her about why this isn't what one does in marriage and what their vows were and you know what their commitments are and, how, and their home build, that they're building and everything else and for her it was like she was already over it like she wasn't it was nothing for her there was no meaning there wasn't any meaning it was literally just what one does at parties but for my father it was so much meaning and so, so the spark that would you know lift him up and have him get to the party because my dad might not go to the party without my mother. It could then, for my father, it could it could turn into some resentment because it just it it she um, it it doesn't have the same meaning. The, the behavior doesn't have the same meaning. But for the fairy, this is not um, is not a problem at all. Like they're just going to keep following that flow of energy. So my father's um, desire to put meaning on it to um, to to have my mother fit a kind of <laughs> a role in some way 
she's not interested. She's not going to slow down. But you can also see even like right from the first moment when you're describing like here's a gnome energy yes, and here's a fairy energy. And to a fairy, it's it's from the get-go not an attractive. It has nothing to do with the physical attribute no, it's the of the person. But the vibe, because fairies are so essence-based and yes. they're feeling the energy. And so when they meet, it's not this sparkly, uplifted, playful, goofy, joyous that would be attractive. Yes. That's what she sees in that you know, silver unicorn doll or what she's yes. seeing in the, you know, so her yes. clothing and her everything around her that represents this vibe she loves yep. um, is not there in the gnome. And it's almost like, almost like an opposite energy. Yep. And so it's sucking away. Yes. She can't find a way in to be attractive, even yes. if, you know, the, the, the gnome she found physically attractive. Exactly. They just yeah. wouldn't have that. And she might be interested. There might be some things that she finds interesting, but it is, it's that energetic vibe. Um, but for a gnome who vibes at that, at that sort of 360 degree, you know, they, they'll, they love anything sensual. They're going to taste that essence and love it. Um, but she can't quite go there. It's not, yeah. it's just not, she's not going to slow down enough to really, and be attracted. Okay. Um, so let's, so then, it's interesting, right? Because in comes this matchmaker, and she's trying to put yes. in this missing component. Yes, uh, for the fairy, because she's in a, she's assuming a missing component. Yes, right. when it maybe isn't there at all. Yeah, there's no missing component. Yes, I love the fact that your mother gives away kisses the way somebody might give a hostess gift. Yes, absolutely, <laughs> absolutely. Yes, have yes. a kiss. Yes. <laughs> yes. Would you like a little makeup? Yes. <laughs> yes, she sees no problem with it at all. Yeah, and exactly. if this matchmaker might see a problem with this sort of fairy fun. She might see yes, as too yeah. flighty. Too exactly. Flighty, yeah. Okay, so then, like, I sort of want to go into a few directions because yes. I'm like, okay, so then what works for a fairy? But yeah. let's start with the gnome and fairy. If we're doing a Venn diagram, where will they overlap? Where is there a harmony? Because we've mentioned before that... All the avatars have, there's a fellowship. There's a yes. real beauty in the diversity of it all. Yeah. And even if we're going to define a fairy and a gnome as actually kind of polar opposites, mm -hmm. they're still going to have these really beautiful overlaps. Totally. Let's talk about that. Great. Um, I see fairy and gnomes as sharing um, artistic and creative endeavors. They both really appreciate creativity. Um, and... So like my ex-husband, one of his major artistic collaborators was a gnome friend, one of his best friends. Man, did they have knockdown, drag out fights because their pacing of how they would do things was so different. Michael moves like a fairy. He was just fast, 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 idea after idea. And he wants to follow the ideas. Whereas Tony would love to dive deep into the idea and write the whole score of the music video, you know, and take all the time, take a year to do it. Michael would like to, you know, record next weekend. Um, so, uh, but they, they love, they, but they would love to sit and talk ideas and, um, and just, just projects, artistic endeavors. And they had, oh my gosh, especially with Michael, he would have 10 ideas for the two of them to do and they'd maybe execute one. <laughs> um, and it would be Tony that led the execution, but they love that together. And they're both, 
quite eccentric. Um, I call them both eccentric. So because gnomes can go so deep and so far out there with whatever they're pursuing, same with fairies. They just go in really different directions. Fairies are going forward, really far, really innovative, and gnomes are going sort of deep and artistic um, and deeply sensual. So they're both deeply exploratory and eccentric, but sometimes moving in opposite directions. But when they can collaborate, maybe not live together, but collaborate on a project, those can be those can be really complementary. Yeah, and that's where that diversity wins because yes. then you end up getting something so deep, yes. but also vast. You get the breadth yes, and the depth. Exactly. And so the articulation of that project, that creative project, is actually so thorough yep. and probably both fulfilling to create in yes. that collaborative space, but then fulfilling for an audience or where whatever it's intended for. Yeah. So it's a so in the fact that it's naturally opposites is is where the win of collaboration really works for those two. It's yep. a per perfect yep. working collaboration, yep. particularly for artistic. Exactly, and especially if they can own their pace and their ways of working, and not. A Attempt like Tony and Michael would run into trouble if Tony was trying to, you know, slow Michael down or Michael was trying to um, speed Tony up. I mean, these, it just didn't work. You can't, <laughs> they have to work. Right. They so the fairy is providing ideas which yes. are uplifting to the gnome and providing the like playful, costumey element yes. of it and the innovation. But the gnome is going to go slower and go put the whole thing together. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And the gnome, I know, get, often get frustrated because the fairies just like to keep following the ideas in a new thing. So they're, they would like to even have like, like Michael would already be thinking about their next project and the first one wasn't executed and that would frustrate Tony. But you have to let the the fairy just do that, you know, just have all their ideas. It's fine. Um, that's how they're going to they, that's how they might find out the next idea in the project you're currently working on. They and then also if the gnome ran into challenges with execution, a fairy is great to brainstorm off. A hundred percent, exactly. So much innovative solutions. Yes. Just boom, 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 boom. Exactly. And they might have gotten stuck, you know, somewhere deep in their exploration and need the, that little light on the scene, you know? Yeah, exactly. Cool. So we've got a real natural collaboration with that gnome and that fairy. Yeah. And, um, and if they can stay in their own lanes and really honor their own rhythms, potentially just such a beautiful friendship out of that because they yeah. could bring the best out of each other that way. Totally. Yeah. Okay. Um, but not live together. Not live together and not date, really. I want to hear more about <laughs> why the fairy didn't wasn't attracted to the gnome. The gnome she was being that same to. thing. She felt that heavy energy. Yeah. And she felt that stuck in energy. And she also felt the sense of like there was so much momentum behind each of the gnomes' movements, yeah. and the fairy wasn't synced to it. So she had a natural compassion of like, I can't meet them there. Yes. Just in the same way we're talking about, right, where, where the gnome had already like bought her these beautiful presents and planned this restaurant, and she just had already given away, like, I mean, <laughs> she hadn't given away three or four kisses, but like, in her, she's just coming for a drink. Yes. And then she had this compassion of like, oh, this person's so far in. Like she yeah. didn't get that. No, that's just a no. Yeah. yeah. You know, like, yeah, yeah. no, no, that's just how he's going to enjoy. That's how he, he comes enjoys. to a date. Yes. You yes, know, like, yes. so she didn't know that. Yes. And I think she might have enjoyed it so much more. Right. Because I think she 
same thing if had it been collaborative that way yes where you just shine you because for her her preparation yeah. was to dress all barbie and yeah. do her hair and makeup yes. and to have you know some instagram <laughs> chats and some dms and then show up a little quite a bit late yep. you know yep. like <laughs> and if the gnome had known that and then she had known the gnome was going to prep in this way yes. i think she would have probably enjoyed it more but i agree it's like if you're actually trying to live together, grow a family together, mm. have the same home, and it's you're just going to be fighting constantly yep. because the win of that relationship is the opposite. Yes, exactly. That's how that's going to win and feed each other. And it's very, very difficult in the day-to-day -day paying of the bills and raising of the children or whatever that you define marriage as, mm -hmm. um, to have that opposite, 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 opposite yep. for, for everything. Exactly. It's got to be temporary collaborations. Yeah. Um, and then move, then back to your own pace. Yeah. In your own ways. Yeah. 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 So if you happen to be a fairy or a gnome mm -hmm. and in a relationship, you might start now <laughs> If you wanted to save the relationship or not, but just um, get a different bedroom. Yep. <laughs> get a different life. <laughs> We're big advocates of different bedrooms for everybody. Anyways, <laughs> yeah, yeah, different friendships. If possible. Yeah. Yep, different anyway. spaces. Yep. Enough said. Enough Great said. collaborators. Okay, so let's talk about Ferry. Who's going to be a real win in those Venn diagrams, in those relationships? And, and of course, yeah. we're not necessarily focus only on romance. We can also, you know, just like in all these ways that we're discussing it. So let's go like fairy, 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 fairy. Um, you and I love these, uh, these two dudes on Instagram who are a couple, um, romantic couple live together. Zachariah Porter. We'll put it in the show notes. But yeah. Yeah. Um, Zachariah and John. Zachariah and John, two fairies. Um, who are so much fun and each of their Instagrams are a riot and I mean, give me a delight a day. Um, but in totally different ways. They are they they actually don't collaborate much. No. They they have they have a podcast in which they talk, you know, just for an hour and it's basically all bits and jokes and they're just sharing their little insights and their little fairy, you know, anecdotes with each other and making each other laugh. But other than that, in their two individual Instagrams, I barely see them together. <laughs> and they're kind of following their own artistic, fun, ridiculous, silly, just silly goose times um, where you wouldn't know, um, I don't know, on 20 Instagram posts, there might be one of the other one, but you wouldn't necessarily know they were in a, a partnership. No, you you wouldn't. And they both have like lifestyle-based yes. accounts where they're really playing the social media game as it's built to be played, which is, which is many times a day they're coming on. Yeah. They're doing their, their, I mean, Instagram is made or social media <laughs> is made for very, totally. you know, like in the limelight all day long in a costume yeah. of playfulness, <laughs> like showing, yes. you know, displaying and just like, Oh yeah, totally yes. being seen, being you seen. Yep. Yeah. So they're in it all day long, but it's true. I, I didn't know until you showed me their podcast that they were together. And even you could listen to their podcast and not know they were romantically together. Yeah, exactly. Yep. Yep. So those are two fairies where they, they're fully in their own rhythm and they're fully following their own fairy, you know, interests. And those are quite different. Um, and that but really that, works well. But so if you oh, do the that, Venn diagram, like where are they, where's fairy, fairy overlapping? Oh, sure. I mean, I guess everything. Everything. Yeah. Potentially everything. Yeah. Like, 
They both Everything's love costumes. Fun. Everything, both yes, yes. Into the fun. They head yep. out to the same parties for the same value. They're, they're, yes, exactly. They're both giving kisses to everybody yes. in the room. <laughs> yes. And, it's, and they they're high-fiving each other yes. Yes. For, the, for the good flirt. Yes, absolutely. And, and they make friends. Threatened. And they fall in love with everybody. Like, they make friends that they went on this cruise, and they made friends with every age of person, every color of person, every um, sensual or sexual orientation of person. Yeah. They became, you know, the life of the party and best friends with them. And something we often recognize with fairies is fairies are most often they can swing in all directions because yes. they're overall like like they can be heterosexual dominant but very interested and available yep. to being, you know, with the same sex. Like, yes. As a curiosity play, because if that's where fun is, yes. that's where they'll go. Exactly. So, and that's where, like, the new experimental thing is. Like, I don't know. Let's try it. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And so a fairy is most likely to be attracted to same sex or opposite sex equally. Totally. And and a bit, you know, gender bender in, in terms of expression. You yeah. Know? Every, every drag queen is a fairy pretty much. You know? <laughs> um, yeah. So they can be. Yeah, they may not be, but they can be. They can yeah. be. Yeah. And... Which is, of course, true for all the other avatars. But if we just, if we looked at the numbers. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And so if we've got two friends or romantic partners or whatever that are very fairy, you're really on the same page. You have the same value. And we often, we talked about it in the, so the first episode describing fairies, is they love mischief. Yes. And so then they got a they got an inborn <laughs> friend for mischief. Yes, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Mischief every day. We've been watching this beautiful show, All Creatures Great and Small. Um, it's on the PBS, BBC show. And there's a beautiful fairy character on there who looks traditional. He looks, you know, because it's like set a in the 1940s, male. cis yeah. male, you know, white cis male in a suit every day. But every single day of his life, he's creating a little bit of mischief. Every scene yeah. of his day is about mischief. They've they <laughs> yeah. written that character so beautifully. So but it was actually based on a real character. So yeah. they, and there, it was based on a book of his life. Yeah. So this is a real guy, and this really was how he was. And it was like, yeah. from the moment he wakes up till the moment he goes to sleep, he's looking at a way to poke an <laughs> earth, push a taboo, uh, get somebody to do something, make them make somebody look foolish, yeah. get a kiss from somebody. You know, like yes. that's the name of the game from Wake Up. <laughs> yes, yes, yeah, it's a game. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so um, also a real good natural fit. Um, with a lot of Venn overlap, Venn diagram overlap, would be Hobbit and Fairy. Yes. And you had a couple friend. You one have of, a couple one friend. of the yep. most successful mm -hmm. relationships I've ever seen in my life is a good friend of mine. Um, they are a same-sex couple. And they are they have such an incredibly successful marriage. They've been married for over 35 years. Mm. And... Um, Married in their sense of the word because they're same sex. They don't have a net, like, you know, a government mm -hmm. stamp yep. on that. Um, but they've been, you know, exclusive and deep and, you know, they have, they own the home together and built their life together. And it's so rare to see such a successful relationship. And by successful, I mean that 35 years later, um, there's just such a genuine, it's very, very genuine their adoration of each other. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. They are genuinely um, just, they respect and love each other so well. Mm. They are so naturally respectful 
mm-hmm. and interested mm-hmm. in each other. And I would say that the dynamic play there is because the fairy, she's very light, she's very innovative, she's very sweet, she's very playful, mm. she's very open to adventure and mischief. And that is just lovely for her hobbit partner who is can get stuck in, mm-hmm. but because she's so war- the hobbits are so warm-hearted mm-hmm. and the hobbits love to be playful too. Mm. And the hobbits love to um, be uplifted when they're stuck. And so there's this genuine appreciation that the fairies bringing this energy into their relationship and energy into their household and garden, because it gives that hobbit this opportunity every day to just play. And and Mm -hmm. the hobbit, um, she plays a lot of instruments. Again, she's an amazing executor. Mm. So she's always singing and she's cooking mm. and she's able to do all of these domestic things that the hobbit loves to do. She's yeah. an incredible gardener. She's always mm. gardening and she's always planting flowers for her fairy partner. <laughs> uh-huh. And so her fairy partner, because it's a fairy and fairies don't love the execution, mm-hmm. They there's this opportunity to respect her partner for the execution, like yes. to respect the fact that this beautiful meal is happening three times a day, yeah. to respect the fact that this incredible garden is happening. Mm-hmm. So, so all day long, the fairy is being invited into this very regulated, mm. beautiful mm. life that she wouldn't execute on her own and yes. would really struggle to execute on her own. Yeah. And so there's this built-in respect. Yeah, yeah. You know? Totally. One's bringing this lighthearted joy to the space and the other's bringing this beautiful manifestation of form yeah. all over the place. Yeah. And so together that's just like... Such a win. It's just such a win. Yeah. And they're both nature loving and they're both like they they love a lot of the same things that Venn diagram overlap. You know, they'd love a table full of plants and flowers. They'd love, um, you know, like a little bit playful and goofy, like, you know, as a hobbit, I, my home that I had with my ex-husband, there was a lot of weird, fun, quirky items in the house, you know, that we both just were delighted by, um, you know, too many and too wild and too whatever and for me as a as a hobbit but there were spaces in the home where it was the right balance and it was this beautiful playful cozy um and full of plants <laughs> space well that's what this couple has managed to do too they they do respect that and so there's like a room in the house for for the hobbit that is very cozy and actually very clean and orderly and put away yeah. and there's another room there's space in their home yeah. that, that they have this extravagant photos everywhere you know mm-hmm. stationary with big bright flowers mm-hmm. calendars with flowers pictures you know that yeah. is the fairy space yeah and then also what they did build together, uh, which was really successful, is a recognition that they interacted differently with their community. And so they really cultivated those relationships one-on-one instead of always trying to be like a couple with another yes. couple. Yeah. So they're both friends, let's say, with Jill, mm-hmm. but they really honor when it's the fairy time with Jill mm. or when it's hobbit time with Jill. And yeah. they don't... Great try to take that. Yeah. They plan it different. Like, mm. you know, yep. and so they have a same kind of community. So they mm-hmm. have the same group of friends and network, but they have their own relationships inside yeah. of that. Great. And yeah, they really 
support each other's authentic, different life, different pace. Mm -hmm. And then um, have all these places to respect each other because that Mm -hmm. overlap, Mm -hmm. that loving yeah, yeah, all loving, the things they love sweet. together, yeah. the playfulness, the warm-heartedness, yeah. the song, the bird song, yeah. the sounds of, of other people in the house, yeah. the the, yeah. the joy of that, yeah. and of obviously the nature and the flowers, as you're saying. And so the, that hobbit and fairy can find a lot of places. Absolutely. What about um, the big one, the, the, oh, the yeah. real natural... Um, gravitational pull <laughs> in the same way that a fairy and a gnome are opposites, a fairy and a dwarf, which are have such a magnetism to yeah. each other. That one really is a, a, a there's such a strong Vin overlap there. They yeah. just organically deeply support each other. It's a really, it's yeah. a natural mix. And let's yeah. talk about why that is. Yeah. Fairies and dwarves were... Um, Boy, they, uh, we've said it before, but they both love that flash and sparkle. They both love something a little dramatic, something exciting. So they're both going to be, as I r- wrote on one of our, my little, little literal Venn diagrams recently, like the last to leave the party. Because <laughs> they're just, they're there. They're there for the fun and the excitement. They're there for that um, a little bit of flash. My mom and her uh, her husband Cecil would go dancing. You know, like it, them at a wedding was like, they're the party. <laughs> and so this is not your father. This is not this my is, father. This, this is her is later husband. Who yeah. was the right relationship. The right relationship. The true relationship. Yeah, exactly. And they, they actually knew it when they met. Like they were pretty, pretty quick uh, on that, on, on getting together. And they had a they had they had a party in their first meeting. <laughs> they <laughs> they they met on a golf course. They played eighteen holes together. My mom my mom pointed my mom pointed at him from a far distance and said to the to the guy who like coordinates who plays with who. I want to play with him. <laughs> she was uh, she was flirting before she ever met him, and um, and they just they literally had one they had like a twelve hour party where they went for drinks afterward. They and they just kept this energy moving right. They follow this. This big energy. Dwarves have that resilience where they can they can hang with the fairy. Very few other. It's the only other. It's maybe the only one that's going to really hang. That can really hang at the same pace. The fairy is because they're so light; they can go shh. And the dwarf is because they're so rock. Yes, and so resilient. Yes, and they can just hold that that space, hold that that energy for that fairy the whole time. Yeah, and the fairy really thrives off of that thrives off of that rock you know like a butterfly that comes back to that same flower that same you know landing place and then goes off and then comes back and then goes off um cecil would just stay there for my mother yeah and we've seen it with i don't know many other couples uh, this this dynamic i've seen it actually also with um my ex-husband who's a fairy and some dwarf friends of his where they they will they will hold him to task with a project, including um, my stepfather, where he might he might have flaked off, he might not have followed through, but that dwarf will just stay there and remind the fairy of what they're doing. <laughs> yeah, the the dwarf's not ever being offended yeah. that the fairy is like collapsing. No, they're they're so strong and so resilient. They're holding it, yes. and then it's this absolute nourishment for a fairy, yes, because they can have that sense of stability without ever having to change pace, yeah, exactly. or change energy, yes. And there's this invitation to this to this 
strong resilient mm. stability. Yeah. And I think also just like in terms of whether even if it's just friendship, best friends or whatever, that dwarfs always have that kind of like they're kind of sexy. They're kind of sexy for sure. And yeah. and they're rarely directly sexy. That's really yeah. the land that's going to be the land of the, you know, the elves. Yeah. And and or fairies even. Yeah. Um but it's but the hobbits are always like they got something something. Yeah. yeah. And that sort of subtle something something is attractive. Yes. Yeah. You know, whether even if it's a platonic friendship or a romance. Yeah. It's an attractive thing. It's like it's like the nectar that draws the hummingbird all the time. Yes, exactly. I sometimes think of the all the avatars in terms of elements, you know. So water and earth and fire. And I think of fairies and dwarves as sharing the fire element. And they have and like that there's that spark, there's that like that sexiness, that flame inside of a dwarf that is the same flame inside of a fairy. It it manifests differently. You know, it sparkles in a fairy and it burns consistently in a dwarf, but they, it, it attracts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you get that. So the overlap there, there's there's so much, right? The overlap is the curiosity, the party, yep. the adventure, the playfulness, the keep going. It, the energy. That energy, that enormous stamina. Energy, yeah. The... Um, um, Will, there's a profound willingness to just like not know and go anyway. Yeah, 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 yeah. Absolutely, <laughs> a total like let's let's go on an adventure. Yeah, yeah let's have yeah. a twelve hour party. You know, yeah. let's see what happens. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, and so if you're living with someone, building a life with someone, you yeah. know, collaborating at at, at work with somebody like that, they're just going to be really drawn to each other. Yeah, for sure. Very complimentary. Yeah. 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 So those are the main ones, I guess. We're really looking at fairy, 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 hobbit, fairy, dwarf. Mm-hmm. Are those mm-hmm. like lots of Venn diagram, like lots of overlap there. Yeah. And there's just so many places to have same joy together. Definitely. And then less so with elves, gnomes, and, and humans. humans. Yep, yep, yep. That very eccentric aspect and kind of otherworldliness of a, of a, of a fairy is... Um, not going to work great with a human. <laughs> um, it's that opposite with the gnome. And then with the elf. The elf some, is because yeah. you're on a lot of similar track, but you're actually coming, like, the if the fairies in the ideas, the elf has already had all those ideas also. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And almost at the same pace, so you're redundant mm-hmm. to each other mm-hmm. in a slight interesting way. Mm-hmm. And then the fairies sort of like... Um, playfulness can easily be met by an elf but the elf keeps channeling into something cool and the fairy feels insecure like mm-hmm. they because a fairy isn't cool mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. they're not they're fun but they're, they're not fun cool. <laughs> but they're not this charismatic mm-hmm. cool center you know everyone's mm-hmm. watching leader and so it brings up an insecurity yeah yeah. Where they're captivated by an elf, but they actually feel they don't feel on the same level. Yeah, yeah. And so they're not because they're because they're so similar. They're not adding to each other. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I would say in the fairy friendships that I've had, because I have lots of fairy friendships, um, you know, there's the the fun is great and the innovation mm-hmm. is great, but it's that same sort of thing of like, well. I can get there myself without the energy depletion, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, you know, like, mm-hmm. so I'm not, there isn't that inborn yeah. Yeah. movement where you're just, where you, they have this ingredient you don't have, you know? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. 
And so... And a fairy is also like... Like my good fairy friend has has lots of business ideas, but she doesn't she doesn't she's not actually interested in that sort of full comprehensive long term goal that a that a elf is interested in. She's interested in the new next thing. Like an elf is gonna an elf is gonna research the 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 full vision. And whereas like all the fairies I know, they love to read the newspaper. <laughs> they love to read, you know, just the next thing and the next thing. They're already, they're already a little bored. They're already on to the next thing. Yeah. Um, so for, so it isn't actually all that sustainable. It's not that nourishing for a fairy yeah. to hang out with an elf either, do you know, because yeah. they'd really like to move on to that next news article and that next little project that they're going to put together. Yeah. They yeah. really want to go shopping and elves are like minimalists. Yeah. We don't want the excess. It's a little no. in the way. So where you would overlap is like fun innovation, innovation. and ideas yeah. at that and at that level not really moving into the full vision and not yeah. a great collaborator either mm-hmm. because again they just they already have what each other have to offer like yeah. it's a little bit redundant yeah and so yeah so there isn't this natural born mm-hmm. um movement there which isn't yeah. to say that if you're an elf and fairy you're not individually really making it work these are generalities and how we each express our avatar is how we do but yeah so Mm -hmm. um because there's an overlap there's an overlap Mm -hmm. with the human they both want to go shopping totally totally. yeah yeah, (laughs) both looking at trends absolutely they're both looking at name name brands they're both replacing you know summer comes they're redoing the whole backyard and the patios together absolutely and elves and fairies would love to go sunbathing together they'd love to have a little something sweet a little fruit a little you know a little little cake a little piece of cake they um you know there there can be a lot of uh, fun times together yeah it's yeah. like it's a, it, the i think a really organic place without any sort of extra communication skills <laughs> or relationship <laughs> skills is as a as a friendship as a friendship yeah, yeah. as a yeah. as a kind of a sweet friendship yeah, yeah. um is is the natural placement of that. Yeah. Okay. So um, we will put in the show notes the Zachariah and the mm-hmm. John, and we'll put some Venn diagrams if you're watching the social media yep. at Kieran Trace. Um, we'll put up some Venn diagrams for the fairy for the fairies. and their others. And um and here's just an invite for you is to look around your life and are you a fairy or do you know a fairy? Mm-hmm. And then sort of like see if you can understand how they move in space doesn't isn't a mis- they're not missing an ingredient. Yes. They're not they're yes. not needing a grounding force no. in their life. Like um so try so so if you're a fairy or if you have a fairy in your life See if you can kind of put on this point of view and see them in their own their own completion, completion, their own yeah, fairy expression, and then it's just how they overlap, not how they how how we get them to you know be completed. Yeah, <laughs> nobody is incomplete. Yeah, and I think fairies that's often being thrown on them, absolutely right? that you're yeah. too too this too that too much. <laughs> yeah, you're yeah. too much. You're too unorganized. You're not sitting down enough for meals. You're not. You're not. You're not. You're yeah. not. And yeah. it's like so. Here's the invitation to like really see that. Yeah. Um. And uh, obviously, we'd love for you to tell us 
where the fairy in your life, where you, how you guys harmonize, like, where do you, yeah. like, what do you do? What, yeah. like, what do you and your fairy do? <laughs> yeah. We want to know those details. Yeah. Like yeah. tell us, your, tell us, tell us about, yeah, yeah. Tell us where you go shopping or mm-hmm. what you love to do or how mm-hmm. it's, you're making it work. Mm-hmm. Um, cause we, we want to hear about it. Yep. Yep. And if you have questions, obviously, because we've taken the questions and for instance, this whole episode is answering yep. questions that came in. So we'll answer them. <laughs> we'll do it. We'll do it. Okay. All right. Till next time. Till next time. Bye. Thank you for listening. We obviously love hearing what you think. Your feedback helps us make a better show for you to listen to. So feel free to comment and you can do it at Facebook, which is the Humans Decoded Podcast with Kieran Joyce and Megan Rokel. And um, if you're not on social, you can always email any questions to us at outreach at kierantrace.com. And um, thanks for listening. We love you. Thanks, everybody. Love you.